The following is brought to you by Total Seal Piston Rings, the leader in ring seal technology. TotalSeal.com Hello and welcome to another edition of Hidden Horsepower presented by Total Seal. This edition, a Q&A with the guys from Total Seal. Let's bring them on right away, Mr. Lakespeed Jr. and Mr. Keith Jones, the Director of Technical Sales. Gentlemen, how are you doing today? I'm good. Yeah. Great day in Arizona. Sunshine, a little bit of rain. We're okay. You guys got rain in Arizona. You think we were in Florida or something, Joe? Exactly. There's been a lot of that too. I like how you guys look at each other though. Like, are we okay? Are, yeah, we're okay. Everything's yeah, okay. We're, guys, we're, everything. yeah, yeah, yeah. we're all right. Still double checking, right? Exactly. Still here. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. So, what we're going to do today, we've been getting a lot of traffic on our social feeds, in particular the Facebook group for Hidden Horsepower, and there's a Total Seal page. And, and what's interesting is that so many questions come in all over the place on our social feeds. And so we've compiled a couple of those questions here today, and we're going to feed them to you guys and give you the opportunity to speak uh, about the answers because you would be typing a lot to answer some of these questions. It's better to use this, uh, you know, information to share with Bring a lot of fingers, right? right. Yeah, Save the fingers here. Yeah. A better way to do it. And so other people can learn from the Q and A. But before we get to that, though, just speak a little bit briefly on generally some of the calls that you field over there at Total Seal, because it is my understanding that the phones are ringing off the hook all day long. Everybody needs something different, different project, different material, different uh, series, different goal, and you guys have to manage it all. So I would imagine there are a lot of questions. <laughs> oh, yeah. We, we, we get them from every aspect every day. It, it's amazing the amount of questions that we field every day. Uh, some of them piston related, some of them not. Right. Know, exactly. Yeah. Some have nothing to do with the rings, but uh, but we're glad to answer everything we can. Uh, we, we get a lot of the same kind of questions all the time. You know, should I file the rail on the gapless ring? Yes. It needs to be the same as the main ringer, larger. Yeah. You know, how do I assemble it? You know, with a lubricant, without a lubricant, should I use a brake and all? Should I not use a brake and all? We get a lot of those. And a lot of the answers to those are posted on our website. They're on our YouTube channel. Uh, I've got a lot of excellent videos that Mr. Speed has put together and edited. He's done an absolutely outstanding job. So you can get a lot of the answers there. But again, always feel free to reach out to us with your question. We, we love those questions. We love to give the answers. Uh, and, and, and know about what it is you're doing. What is your application? What is your specific thing? Uh, you know, we work on everything from, you know, air compressors to antiques to, you know, oh, old tractors, old tractors, rocket engines, uh, uh, two-stroke two outboard, like vintage two-stroke yeah. outboards. It's, it's, it never is a dull moment right here. It's, it's like you're juggling all the time and you've got no idea, is a chainsaw going to come down or, or what? It's, it's pretty crazy, which actually makes it a lot of fun though. It, it, it does, you know, the, not to say working on a Formula One project would be boring at any point in time ever, but the the mix of things that we get, like like I said, from you know from old antique chainsaws to you know two stroke snowmobile stuff to you know two vintage F one current F one, it's it's great to see all the different kinds of projects, uh, and and you get a lot of different perspective on a lot of different ideas, and sometimes you go, hey. I think we can do better, right? <laughs> well, there you go. All right, let's get to the questions from people out there on social media. And again, I would encourage you, first of all, if you're watching this, there's a good chance you're on YouTube. Subscribe, click the bell. But regardless of which social feed you choose to watch on, 
number one, as we have learned, it's probably good to follow on more than just one. So you can always be connected. And number two, share the show, tell your friends, because uh, this is a resource. All right. So the first question is coming in uh, via, I believe, our, our Facebook page um, from Braden. What drives you to produce top quality, uh, high performance parts? What got you into building speed? We'll put that out there to both of you guys. And this is more of a total seal mission statement question, which I think is interesting, right? Before you get involved. You're the longest. We're going to let him tell the origin story here. Do it. Before you get involved with the company, you want to know, hey, what's the deal with this company? Why are they doing it? Well, Total Seal started in 1967. Uh, it was the brainchild of Joe Moriarty Sr. And, you know, the, the Moriarty family always being racers. They've always been into performance, always trying to, you know, as we say, make it better, make more power. Uh, you know, quickly started you know, working on different engine programs, different development invented the gapless rings. Uh, that actually came out of a rotary engine design that Joe developed in the 60s. Still upstairs. Still upstairs. Right? We gotta figure out how to put it back together, <laughs> but it's sitting up there. Um, and really that's where the whole thing started. And in the in the late 80s, uh, you know, they started Total Seal East engine development back in Greenland, New Hampshire, started working on other engine aspects, trying to you know, make the whole package better, started working on uh, natural gas pumps, compressors. But the bottom line is we've always been a performance company. We've always been racers at heart. Uh, we'll say that type of you know, like-minded people come together. You, you come up with a lot of ideas. You come up yep. with a lot of you know, innovation. Uh, sometimes you got to regress to progress. You yes. got to try things that you already tried once you didn't think worked and then try it again uh, and go, hey, wow, that, that did work this time. We just missed it the first time. We were always working on it. We, you know, we've got that mentality where, you know, good enough is never good enough. How do we make it better? And that, you know, that philosophy and that mentality, you know, filters from the top down, you know, trust me, you know, Matt Hartford's never wanting to make less power. He no. always wants to go faster. How do we do this better? And, and that's what really drives us is how do we make this, you know, a better mousetrap, a better piston ring. Uh, one of the first phone calls I made when I first came to the company, uh, in 97 was to Warren Johnson, uh, you know, famous person, get, name gets brought up a yeah. lot, but I knew Warren from my, my GM connections back in those days and said, you know, what is it you want on the piston ring, Warren? What would you like to have? He said, you know what? I'd really like to have eight parts that are actually the same. He goes, I've got <laughs> Kurt sitting on the floor going through sleeves and sleeves of rings, miking them, checking them, fish scaling them, trying to come up with, you know, what's the tension? Trying to come up with eight parts that are actually all the same. And that's really a big part of what set us on the quest mm. that we have today is how do we make this a better part? How do we make a better mousetrap? And it's forced us to come up with different ways of making it than the industry has typically or traditionally had in the past. And we've never stopped doing that from, you know, from the manufacturing side to, you know, looking at coatings, ring materials, you know, how do we make this better? Cylinder honing, how yep. do we, how do we, you know, it, it's all a package. It's all, you know, it's all got to work together. The piston, the ring, the cylinder, you know, windage in the crankcase, you know, oil sprayers, you know, how do we manage all of these things and There's come up so with so many that? variables. Exactly. It's almost infinite. And, and that's what we constantly strive to do. Excellent. And another Warren Johnson story, like Warren Johnson has been uh, you know, when, when you are around these engines, right? Lake, you don't know this. We just got another great Warren Johnson quote uh, as we are doing this show. We just got one from Gary Stinnett, who is going to be in the podcast feed very soon. You can be a machine operator or you can be a machinist from Warren Johnson. 
through Gary. And it was in relationship to, um, you know, modern machines where you can, you know, program it in and Gary doesn't use one of those. And, uh, you know, he still drives the machine and he was describing it. It's great. Everybody should subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or SoundCloud. So when the Gary Stinnett episode drops, you are ready to go. Next question. That was great. This one from Joel. Uh, explain how you convince experienced racers that thinner rings have advantages over older standard ring packages. And that's something that, you know, the old habits die hard. I've always been using this. This has worked. It hasn't failed. Why should I change? So how do you do that? How do you convince racers? And you know what? Let's say experience as opposed to older. I think we're still working on that, aren't we, Keith? Uh, we are definitely working on that. How, how do you say it? Cautiously. That's yeah. how you approach it. It's a work in process. Work in process. Uh, man, you know, we, we, here recently we, we've done a couple of these trackside tech talks mm -hmm. at some of the AHRA races. And the, the thing that I've pulled out of my hat is the old NASCAR comparison. To I mean, I was around in 2001 in, in NASCAR when Dodge came back in and yeah, the, the top flight trick ring package of the day was an 043, 043, three millimeter. Now it's a 0 0.5, 0 0.6, two millimeter. Yet that engine today lives three or four times longer than the old engine did with the 043, 043, three millimeter. So I think by relating some of those experiences that there's, there's not a, a line you can give somebody that's going to make them think differently. But I think sharing other people's experience and you know, that's one that I live. Yeah, you know, I worked in NASCAR, I worked for Joe Gibbs Racing. We, we developed the oils for these rings and saw what happened when you, you made soup and not steak. When you looked at it as, hey, as a combination, how do we do it? When you share that story, it does seem to resonate with people. They're like, oh, okay. I, I see that NASCAR, they don't blow up engines like they used to. And wow, they're running a ring that's half the thickness of what they used to. Hmm, maybe there's something to it. And so I think all you can do is plant seeds and then let their own minds work. And sometimes it takes root. Sometimes it doesn't. But ultimately... Yeah, I just want to throw out agree with Lake completely. You know, the thing, you know, we can talk to you about it. We can tell you about it. We can, you know, send you all the graphs and the charts and show you all the feedback and the studies that have been done, uh, you know, on frictional losses and where, but end of the day, uh, talk to your other fellow racers, talk to the mm -hmm. other engine builders, the guys that have tried this stuff that have run it. Uh, Joel, you know, we just talked about the Gary Stinnett episode that's coming down. You know, we talked about some of the 0.7 and 0.6 millimeter rings in there. And like Gary said, hey, you know, it may cost this much more, but look at it. You're getting three times the life. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> end of the day, you know, really, it saved you money. Right. But bottom line is ask around. Yep. Simple as that. Word of mouth and look who's using it. And, you know, but you're not going to convert everybody, right? Like there's the person who has their way and they're going to do it that way. And that's their way. And that's their business. Uh, but well, you know, exactly. oh, yeah. I mean, as, trust me, as a uh, guy who spent 15 years uh, developing and selling oil. Uh, yeah. yeah. There are some people <laughs> you, you take that 2050 out of their cold dead end. Yeah, <laughs> you know? So it's like, that's no, okay. I get it. Exactly. All right. Next question. Next question on the Q and a, and hopefully this is a seed episode for people out there to realize that 
you know, send the questions, whether it be uh, via email to these guys or on our social media feeds, follow them, Facebook, Twitter, seal total, of course, YouTube. Um, this one coming in from Bryce though. Bryce says, Piss, I like Bryce's question. Piston thickness. He puts the subject out there. How thin is too thin? Sort of the same question. How tight of a ring pack is too tight? Obviously application dependent, but there are worthwhile benefit or are there a worthwhile benefit to walking that fine line between reduced friction and weight and risk of piston damage, says Bryce. Excellent question. Uh, the things that you've got to look at are you know and, and again we're gonna go back to Warren Johnson. Yeah. You know, so many times we get, you know, people wanting to compromise the ring package. And 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 that's predicated on a theoretical rod length. So they, they think they've got to have this you know six and a quarter inch long connecting rod on this short deck block. And you know I've got a 900 compression distance on the piston. So I've got to shove all this into this little bag. And and it's really the other way around. You know in, in Warren's own words you know, you figure out where the rings need to go on the piston, and then you figure out the rod line. That's it. You know, so don't go the other way around. Don't build the ring package around the rod. You build the rod around the ring. Once the rings are on the piston, they're happy where they're placed. Then you figure out how much connecting rod goes on there. But what kind of dictates where the ring needs to be on the piston is what's commonly known as the B dimension. You want to look at the valve pocket. Mm -hmm. How close can the ring get to the intake pocket and not punch through? Because if it blows a hole through that intake pocket, trust me, it's not another gas port. It will <laughs> hold the ring up in that land in a heartbeat uh, because you're putting such hot gases in behind the ring. So you've got to kind of build it from the top down and then figure out where everything can go in the package. And, and at that point, now we're going to determine the ring sizes, what it can be, what it can handle, uh, what is the application, how much money do you have to spend. Uh, so that's how you have to kind of look at it. But going to top ring location, you know, one of the things, again, there's a lot of you know, theoretical places that the top ring needs to be. Oh, it's a nitrous motor. It's got to be down 400. It's got to be down so far. Uh, it's the valve placement. That's what determines the top ring needs to go on the piston as high as you can get it, as long as it doesn't interfere with the valve pocket. That helps to reduce crevice volume above the ring. Mm -hmm. You're less likely to detonate the engine once we've reduced that volume. So, uh, again, it's one of those, give us a call. Let's talk about it. What's the application? Talk to your piston guys. How, how, you know, how do they feel about how high we can run the ring safely on the piston? Uh, if you take apart some late model engines, you get apart some LSs, uh, look at where the valves are, you know, the valve. look at where the rings are on these right. things. I mean, I've seen late model engines come apart. They have the top ring down 150 thousands, right? You know, traditionally they were way further down than that. So we'll say modern thinking's changed quite a bit. And other, that's one of the cool things about the gas ported ring, Joe, is that I, I remember talking the gas port ring to uh, Glenn Clements. Mm -hmm. And first thing he looked at, is like, hey, you know what? Whether or not having a gas port in the ring is better than having a gas port in the piston, I like the idea that it gives me real estate. Because that's now I have back to that B dimension, I have more room to place my valves because that's where I can really make a lot of horsepower is by my piston design. And if this gas ported ring gives me more real estate to play with, mm, I'm interested in that. Very cool. Very cool. Great questions. Thank you very much to everybody who has submitted a question. Uh, good job, Bryce, with piston thickness and the way he did it. So great. All right. Next one from David. How is ring end gap determined? Is it only based on ring expansion due to material temperature? And how does boost affect temperature and ring gap? Says David. Good question. 
Mr. Jones, you're the master of this <laughs> well, one. Again, it comes down to what you just said. It comes down to temperature. What's the application? So, you know, again, we have to take a lot of factors into condi- you know into consideration. We have outlines that have been done through experience, through feedback from customers, uh, our own in-house testing, their testing. You know, what can we get away with? How tight we can get it? But at the same time, we've got to look at you know, let's say a boosted engine. You know, you brought that up. Uh, okay, how much boost? Mm-hmm. And how long are we under boost? Right. Is this street light to street light, or is this a blown marine application that's going to run at eighty-five percent load for two hours? Right. So there's a lot of considerations: aluminum block, iron block, gasoline, alcohol, eighty-five, right. nitro methane. Mm-hmm. Uh, it all comes down to temperature and how long the air-cooled is- engine, air-water-cooled engine. Yeah. I mean, it, it's there's so many factors. Yeah. So we've got some basic guidelines that are usually pretty safe, but that doesn't mean that's a be all end all. Right. Uh, it's a safe place to start though. And in, in every total steel ring package, that sheet's in there. I mean, you open the box, it's in there. It's also on the website too, you can download it. So uh, that is a good place to start. But like as Keith said, it's really that temperature is what you gotta think about. If, if the cylinder's not growing, like I said, the aluminum block, the air-cooled engine, those things are gonna grow more. So you can run a little bit tighter gap because the cylinder is going to grow more. But if you've got an iron sleeve and a water-cooled engine, it's not going to open up. That was much. <laughs> that was one of actually next week. Uh, I'm dating this show here. Sorry, Joe. Uh, at the Engine Performance Expo, because you can watch it on demand at any time. Uh, there was an interview with George Bryce, and George talks about that transition of yep. they grew up with the NHRA pro stock stuff, uh, motorcycle pro stock stuff, it was all air-cooled. Yeah, air-cooled aluminum. And then they went from that to water-cooled. He got a big lesson on NGAP because what they did with air-cooled stuff was never going to fly in their water-cooled engine. So, and like I said, the more boost you put to it and how long, all those temperature factors play in. So, um, yeah, check out the Engine Performance Expo. Check out the George Bryce uh, interview that's coming up, and that, that'll give you a little bit of a – uh, of a real world story. But then, like I said, you can contact us and use the resources we have in, in the packaging and on the website. The other thing I'll touch on real quick uh, is also use your own knowledge. You know, you're the one building the engine. So when you take it apart, you know, keep all the information down, write it down. How much piston to wall? What was my end gap? What's my free gap? Write down that information. The next time you build it, give it a really good look. Take a look at those end gaps. Did I butt anything? Does mm-hmm. everything look really, really clean? Be, you know, be the Caesar. Listen to you know the you know the dog whisper. Listen to that engine. It's talking to you. So really, you know, take as much time taking it apart as you did putting it together. Look at everything, and you may see that it's budding. So in your world, it's going to need more end gap next time. Or if you see it's clean, you don't see anything. Well, go ahead, tighten it up two thousands. Build it again. Run it again. So you know, pay attention to the parts when you take it apart because they are talking to you. Shameless plug here, real quick. That yes. is the yeah. beauty of the gapless top ring though. Yep. We're working on a project right now that in this situation, we've never built it. None of us have ever done this before. So we don't really know what it should be. So we did put a gapless top ring in it. And I put in eight thou per inch of bore diameter, which is way more than we'll probably need. But guess what? With the gapless top ring, the engine doesn't know it. It's safe. Totally safe. I'm not I'm not gonna butt the ends because I got so much gap, but I'm also not gonna pay a giant price on blow by 
because I've got this huge gap because it's a gapless ring. So, and it's just, there's scenarios like this where that technology, man, it's, it's a lifesaver because now you don't sit there and worry about it. It's like, okay, rings or gap, they're done. That's not a concern. We can go on to other things. Fueling and things like that are going to be a bigger concern because you're making a lot of boost. Last thing you want to be worried about is, well, man, how much gap that I put in those rings? How much crankcase pressure am I building? Am I, am I going to blow the rear main seal out of that? You know, just don't worry about those things. You can utilize the technology that's available to you and prevent some of those problems. Yeah, and this is the place for shameless plugs, by the way. I think that this is where we should be we should be doing it. And Keith, with the Caesar reference, I didn't I thought you were going Julius Caesar. Who knew you were Caesar Milan, baby? <laughs> right. It's like be the Caesar. I thought, yeah, this guy, right? Emperor of Rome, right? No, no, he's talking about the dog whisperer. All right, next makes perfect sense. Makes perfect sense to me. Next question, and this will be the final question, unless you guys want to tag it. This is a quick, you know, quick and dirty episode of Hidden Horsepower Q and A. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. New episodes getting ready to drop all the time, and of course, our social feeds. Bill, Bill has to say, I run an alcohol motor. You said on one of your episodes, I love that he listens, uh, that you're using gapless rings. Does that eliminate the alcohol getting into the oil or reduce the amount that gets in? Also, do you need special pistons to run your thinner rings, says Bill. Well, we'll dive into that one. I mean, yeah, the, the beauty of the gapless ring is just that. Like Lake alluded to just a moment ago, you, know, you can run a big end gap. It doesn't care. It loves it. It's a gapless ring. And absolutely one of the the key things you know take power out of the picture take blow by out of the picture you know which are all you know side benefits mm -hmm. of the gapless makes all that better just look at fuel the gapless ring keeps the fuel out of the pan it keeps it out of the oil i have injected alcohol guys running mechanical injected systems like yeah does it make more vacuum yep it makes more vacuum can i make more power yeah but my primary reason for running that gapless ring is it keeps all that fuel out of there. I don't have to worry about fuel mm -hmm. dilution in the oil, wearing the engine out. Uh, diesel guys. Oh yeah. What, yeah. what a massive improvement in the diesel. Imagine this, imagine going five, six, seven, eight thousand miles on oil change on your five, nine, your six, four, whatever it is, and you go to change the oil, it still looks like oil. Not like tar. Yeah. The beauty of the gap was it keeps the fuel out of the pan, keeps the heat out, keeps all that contamination out. And you know, no better person than Lake to speak about, you know, what is that fuel doing to that oil? Right. Oh, exactly. I mean, I knew about the gapless ring from years ago as a kid growing up around it, but I really loved it from an oil perspective for my methanol guys. Everybody that I work with on methanol stuff, I'm like, listen, you need to run this good synthetic oil. And the way you're going to keep that oil alive and not to change it every night is by running a, a total steel gapless ring. That way you can keep that fuel out of the oil. Let the oil do its job. When the oil is not contaminated, it will provide better protection, which means longer engine life. So, I mean, is, fuel is the enemy of your oil. Full stop, period, end of discussion. The gapless ring is your best friend because it helps prevent contamination of your oil. So, uh, again, really got us a gapless episode going on here. But yeah. I mean, it may, but it, but it, it, these kind of questions kind of lead that direction. Yeah. And you got high fuel dilution, be it soot from the diesel, methanol. It's it's a great tool in your toolbox to be able to help 
uh, prevent that. Excellent. Excellent. Guys, great job as usual. A couple of quick questions for the folks out there. And I know one question always causes more questions, right? People want to go a little bit more deeply. And for people who are seeing this out there, who are working on a project, dreaming up a project, going in a certain direction, if they want to start off by making you guys their first call, what is the best way to get a hold of you? Do just that. Make us the first call. Uh, I know a couple of guys have actually reached out to me recently and said, you know, I've been listening to that. I heard that on the podcast. And I'm like, this time I'm doing it. I'm going to call you first before I order my pistons. I mean, I, something little, the radio depths. Because yep. just because you go buy some good off-the-shelf pistons doesn't mean that the rings that we sell off the shelf will actually fit those ring grooves all the time. Sometimes the machines are cut, they're, they're not machined as deep. So we have to either back cut a ring or get them, have the pistons remachined. So it, it's a good thing to reach out. You know, the, the regular tech line number 623-587-7400. You can call us on that anytime from about anywhere in the world, I believe. Uh, or the website, totalseal.com. All of our email addresses are on there. Uh, and that works really good. I'm, I'm an email guy. Send me an email. I'll, I'll get to you eventually. I promise. <laughs> I, and I just got to reiterate with Lake. I mean, we do call everybody back. We email back. We call back. Granted, it's been an insanely busy summer. Like, nothing like anything I've ever seen yeah. before. I think I can speak for the entire industry. Yep. But, you know, one of the things that we do do here is we do call back. We yep. do email back. Be patient. If we don't get right to you, we will get to you. Uh and if for some reason we don't, then reach out again. Hit us again. Hit us again. We'll, you, know, you never know. Might have got stuck in a spam folder or something. But we, we, will, we will reach out and communicate back with you. Uh, you know, we love your questions. We love the comments, uh, positive or negative. You know, right. you know, we, we take them all. Oh, yeah. It's fun, too. Like we said earlier about the variety of things. I mean, just today, we got emails on things from old tractors, two-strokes, nitrous engines, uh, twin turbo blower, some other stuff we wanted to mention that was kind of crazy and cool. So, I mean, it, it's it, it's fun. So, yes, you got questions, don't hesitate. Reach out to us. We're here to help. We want to help. It makes the day go by. It, it makes it a lot of fun because we, as you can probably tell, we kind of like this. We, we, yeah. we enjoy what we do. And I'm, I'm going to throw shameless plug number two out All right. because Lake mentioned Two strokes. And, and this is going to be really kind of the first time I've talked about this is everybody knows, you know, we're, I shouldn't say everybody, but a lot of people know about our gas ported piston rings. You know, mm -hmm. uh, we're, we're, we're actually putting the gas channel into the ring. Uh, there's a lot of advantages to that. You can check out the YouTube pages, the websites. We've done a lot of articles. But let me tell you, folks, uh, I've recently done some of these for two stroke engines and the feedback, the response, the increase in ring seal. Unbelievable. So if you're a two-stroke person, you need to check it out. It really makes a difference. And we can gap support their existing ring. Absolutely. Right? So even if it's a size we don't even have, or it's a weird design, I know one of them was some kind of weird oh, like, yeah. half yeah. keystone. Yeah, it was a half keystone. You know? right. Yeah, we can, we, can fix, we can fix that up. Yeah. How about that? Gentlemen, excellent job answering the questions of the world about ring seal and increasing all of our knowledge. I thank you so much. Again, everybody, we encourage you to check out Hidden Horsepower. You can find it at TotalSeal.com. Uh, we just lost the guys, and I guess the timing is absolutely perfect 
They just disappeared, and that makes perfect sense. My name is Joe Costello. You can get me on Instagram and Twitter, WFO Joe. I also work there on the NHRA tour and do a podcast called WFO Radio. I really appreciate your questions on all of our Total Seal feeds. Keep them coming. We appreciate you guys, and we'll see you next time on Hidden Horsepower, presented by Total Seal. <laughs>